Okay, so I was I was recording this whole time on the Labs app. I was just playing this one video from Kobe Bryant. Get you to the moon, Kobe Bryant tribute. Watching that music video, and uh, this Chad Xavier Harris here recording live from Syracuse, New York. <laughs> you know I'm drunk. I'm not in Syracuse. I'm tripping. I'm in Jonesboro, Georgia, but I've been living in Syracuse for almost three years, and. I just moved back to Georgia and I'm around my mom more. I get to see her like at least once a week and it's really cool. And it's just a lot of stuff going on in my life. And I took a break from recording and I'm doing my best to break that habit of taking a break from my recording and getting back into the habit of recording. And I just been going through emotions that I can't admit to. It's not the emotions I can't admit to. It's more just like the actual situations that are bringing forth the emotions. So I'm constantly having to not mention what's actually causing me to feel this way, which would make it more understandable as to why I feel this way. But I'm going through what I never wanted to go through. And I always pray before these moments that I would not be alive when this moment was happening. And I find myself still being alive. And the majority of my dreams have come true. So that's a bad sign that those dreams are still going to come true. And the majority of it part will be more emphasized with the minority of the dreams being the worst fear not having to be here so if in fact that's true then what that's saying is that I'm going through my worst fear at the same time my best dreams are coming true and it's hard to deal with and it makes it really bittersweet to where you would rather be not alive when your best dreams happen just so your worst fears don't happen and maybe they're tied together and that's the only way to get them. And it's a horrible thing to have to come to grips with every day. So in essence, all I wanna do, in essence, all I wanna do is I wanna just lie down in a bed and just dream about things that are greater than what I have to look at every day. And then with that said, if this is what I have to look at every day, and I have to do my best to change it by just at least doing my best to change how I feel about everything that's going on in the situation that I might have no control over. So what that means to me right now is that I can do nothing but just express how I feel and what's causing it or express how I feel without revealing what's really causing it. So let's just talk about the emotion on the inside. I'm just like being torn apart by my greatest fears and it's just like I'm so scared on the inside and I'm just doing my best to continue to be this positive person that a lot of people remember me for being. Then I meet new people who hit a reputation of me being a positive person and then they see me and they conclude I am a positive person and on the inside I'm breaking down. I don't feel ashamed of how I feel. Anybody in this situation will feel similar to how I feel. I just don't want to admit how I really feel. I don't want to have to justify about what's going on. I 
I'm getting a lot of answers, and there might be answers to a problem that I have to deal with in the future. So I'm doing my best to pay attention to how these thoughts are manifesting and to how I can relieve the pain that they cause. It's forcing me to look at the difference between what I perceive as confidence and self-esteem. What's the difference between self-esteem and self-confidence? As of now, I think there is a difference because I am trying to overcome it all. So what am I saying? My self-confidence and my ability is to do what I'm put here to do. They are 100% sky high. My personal self-esteem, I feel really low. And that's why my confidence is really high. That's how I look at it. I have a very low self-esteem. It's just from a lot of stuff and people trying to break my mind because my confidence is so intimidating. So they attack my self-esteem. Am I worthy of all that confidence? Yes, I definitely am. My confidence level is sky high. I am very confident in my abilities to do what I am put here to do. Sadly, I feel that it is all I'm good for. And there's nothing else worth in life pursuing. That's all I have to live for. It's what my confidence can bring. I'm extremely confident in my abilities to change the world. But maybe only a self-esteem that's pretty low can drive one to have that much confidence. So it's neutralized. As long as I pursue my goals, which I'm so confident in, it neutralizes the fact that I just feel so bad inside. I'm so confident everyone's trying to break me. They wish they had that confidence. So instead, they'd rather just take it away from me. And they don't even gain the confidence I had. They're only more confident in their ability to kill other people's confidence in themselves. So I can honestly admit that yes, I feel like I do have low self-esteem issues. I wish I were dead today, sometimes, during the day. Every day I have to deal with that. Fighting between the will to live or not, while knowing that while living, you can impact many people's lives in a positive manner and be remembered forever like you want to be. That's some low self-esteem ass shit right there. You mean to tell me you honestly believe you can make a difference and at the same time you're indifferent of whether or not you live to see tomorrow? You really do want to see tomorrow for what you can do for the next tomorrow. But selfishly, the pain you feel today makes you feel like it's not worth it when it is. It is. If it turns out if you're contemplating on whether you want to be alive or dead, nigga, you're stuck here. You're not going anywhere. And until you do, you better focus up. Because it's probably coming near. You know? So it's, it's more like me realizing that I'm just sensing what has to happen, which is my eventual death. And I'm working as hard as I can while I'm alive to make sure when that happens... You know, spiritually, I can, I can deal with what happened. And the pain I go through every day is just the price I had to pay for this beautiful life and having a chance to impact others' realities in a positive manner. As greatly as you can. As many people as you can. And... You know, with that, it's more like I'm fighting against the abyss of my mentality. 
My brain has a lot of light energy in it. Like anyone's. But there's a spiritual warfare going on to conquer my brain and convert it to pure dark energy. And that's the spiritual warfare that I must fight along with you every day. And I'm winning big. But I'm sitting down to contemplate on it all to just realize the things that had to be realized in these times. I wouldn't have realized certain things 10 years ago. I wasn't there to realize it. But looking back on it now, it's really like what's starting to make me sad is like I'm going to earn a billion dollars. You know, but my family perceives me to be the asshole. I'm the asshole that earned a billion dollars the legitimate way. I did it the legitimate way. But I turned out to be seen as just an asshole after it all. Or right before it all. Then who gets a large portion of those profits? people from my past. People that now perceive me to be an asshole. Once I get the money, then it's proven that I wasn't really an asshole. But I still had that tinge of asshole. It's like I'll give away $20 million and not even be an asshole about it. Then you're like, Chad just gave us $20 million. He didn't even say any slick shit. It was all funny. Then they think back to the full past, and then it's like, Chad's really an asshole. You know? It's like, he's a dickhead. He's not an asshole. He's a fucking dickhead. There's a difference. I'm not an asshole. I'm a dickhead. So that means I can come around at any time, be nice. That just makes me a dickhead. Because I could have been an asshole about it, but I wasn't. I was just a dickhead. Alright, dickhead. You know what I'm saying? It was like, it's a difference. I'm not an asshole. I'm a dickhead. I'm gonna come up. I'm gonna come back around and help you out. But nigga, you fucked up. You're a dickhead. Too. We're both dickheads. How about that? I'm not an asshole, but we're both dickheads. How about that? Can you claim that with me? Because I just spent $20 million. <laughs> You know what I could have did with that money? Could have made $200 million, nigga. So if you don't make $200 million, I'm going to be severely disappointed. But I didn't expect anything at all. So then it's like, he's a dickhead. He had to say all that. <laughs> You're not going to make $200 million from $20 million, nigga. And that's only times 10. <laughs> Who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> It's only a times ten, you know? <laughs> and that's all we wanted to get to. We just wanted to say something that would make us laugh. Because that's all it's about. At the end of the day, I don't know you, nigga. But I found out a way to impact your reality somehow. <laughs> so until that happened, all I could do is make me laugh. And then one day, we could laugh together. <laughs> He said we could laugh together. <laughs> Nigga, you better hurry up and start laughing. Oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm really grateful for my life. I'm really grateful. It's just, it's a lot of sadness, a lot of tears. <laughs> it's a lot of looking in the mirror, asking yourself, why are you still here? You know, it's just like, but one day that's going to empower other people that hear these things. And they're going to be like, whoa, Chad did great things in his life. And he felt like this. Oh, shit. I feel way better than this, nigga. <laughs> I'm at the low, low right now, man. It's like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, I just feel really grateful to be alive. And that's the main point that I want to stress to you all. It's like. 
No matter how long you're alive, just make sure you're grateful for it. <laughs> you know, that's really what, what it all boils down to. You know, and we have to stop masturbating because that just releases the sexual energy, which won't give us the confidence to overcome our fears. So, honestly, it's just, you know, things go worse once you go south disperse. So, yeah. So we're just going to chill. Got another blunt to smoke. We drank two beers. You know what I'm saying? We're just trying to depressurize our mind. There's so much pressure that hits our mind. Like we're, we're like taking on the stress of not only our own financial futures and our family's financial futures and the entire generation of the family and then helping other people do the same thing for themselves and their families. And it's a really daunting task, but it still ranks lower than what I have ranked above it, which is running for president. And to do that of America, I would have to prove I can help Americans. So as a private citizen, as a private citizen I have to help as many Americans as I can. So looking at it in that way, I'm okay because I'm only dealing with stress that's lesser than the stress I want to deal with. So, this is level two to level three. So, I'm on level two right now to where at the same time I'm on level one, I'm doing my best to bring along with me the people who can see the mindset before I get off of level one. So when I reach level two, I'm more close to level three because I already have level two set up and we're just expanding it at that moment and that's feeding into level three so the first round of people i recruit while i'm at level one getting them to level one and level two then that would be my you know my testimony that's the credentials for political activity for political office it's the political activity is actually the catalyst, the impetus for the political office. And even if the political office never comes, I never get the chance to run. Like, I've been staking everything more like I pray to the universe that it at least allows me to live long enough to run for president. Because I know I will win the race. And with that said, there's only one way that can stop me. And it's through my body. And and so I just asked the universe to to let me see that loan. Now, in that time period from now to then, which would be eight years, eight years, I'm planning to run for president in eight years. Now, my earning power eight years before is considerably larger than I thought it would be when I concocted this plan three years ago or five years ago, actually five years ago, at 25. All of these plans come from the 25-year-old plan that I have published since 2016. Since November 21st, 2016, these plans have been published on lulu.com under the pen name David X. Crichton, C-R-I-C-H-T-O-N. So with that, it's more like, damn. The universe just gave it to you within a three-year, five-year period. Three to five-year period, the universe gave you the plans and the mindset to execute the plans. You know what I'm saying? Like, it gave you the mindset to find the plans and then the mindset to execute the plans in a three-year period. And that was starting three years ago. And now you're five years from the plan to where when you made the plan, it was more like, if the universe wants me to run for president, it will give me the money to do it. Other than that, I can only do but write more plans. And I just kept doing that. And now the universe is throwing all this money in my lap. Like, I'm in the pre-interim the interim session before class starts. You know what I'm saying? Before a million dollars hits, I'm in this three-year period where I'm realizing, yeah, the million dollars are about to hit. Now I'm applying it at the end of the three years. I'm like, yeah, the million dollars is really about to hit because you're throwing your money into all this stuff now. You've been researching for three years. And those three years of research represent each day in the 80s you spent being born New Year's weekend in 89. 
So you spent one day, you spent one weekend, three days, in the 80s. That translates to being 30 years thinking advanced. You're thinking exactly 30 years advanced. You're good. You're 30 years advanced. That's why you're like, you're not going to see 60. Because you're going to be thinking like 90 euro. That's 60. It's no way. It's no way. You're going to have like billions of dollars. That's 60. You're not billions. You might get billions in your 30s. Most likely you will. Because you just go that hard. You're that confident in what you're doing. Now, the self-esteem, yeah. But at the same time, the question that links both of them is, do I feel worthy of all this confidence? And the answer is yes, I do. So I can admit, yes. I have to personally admit, yes. How I regard myself, how I talk to myself sometimes is really low. That's just the result of being around people who are trying to break my mind. They were trying to convince me of that. So I'll look at the self-esteem as more like what other people want you to think of yourself. You know what I'm saying? What permeated into your mind from what other people, from what your environment was trying to influence on you. And your confidence is what you were influencing on yourself. I'm confident enough to say no matter how low my self-esteem might be, I'm going to achieve all the dreams I want. And that's just what adds to the low self-esteem because it's like, damn, I lost a lot of stuff in, in that. I might have gave, given up the self-esteem for the confidence. I had the confidence to do everything I wanted. You know, but it was the low self-esteem that kept me humble. It kept me human. My confidence is out of this world. It's intimidating. But why am I so confident? Because I have nothing to lose. Everything is trying to break my mind. I'm confident in my mind. You know, it was just somewhere along the lines that had elapsed and I wasn't able to grasp as much self-esteem as I might have wanted. And until I figure out how to do that, I just have to accept it and just be like, okay, I feel really bad inside all the time. I don't know what else to call that. Let's call it self-esteem. I feel really bad inside all the time. I just feel horrible emotions all the time. And there's nothing else to look towards but ascertaining my goals. Just in, in, you know, delving myself into my goal list and my confidence goes from there. My confidence is no matter how bad I feel, I'm still going to pursue my goals. Nothing will stop me. And then the self-esteem just, that issue is more like, is this going to stop me? And then it's like, as bad as it feels, I can't let it. Because then it wins. So no, I just have to admit how it makes me feel on the inside. Deep down inside. You know, if I died tonight, it would, I would feel like I felt there were so many things I haven't done yet. And at the same time, I can be at peace because up until this point, I put everything I had into it, no matter how it made me feel inside. I gave up building personal relationships with a lot of people. Gave that up. And I want to make it right. So it's like I have to do so with the success that I get from what I gave up. I gave up what you didn't give up so I could help you more than you could help me. I don't feel bad about that. I took an L for the whole team. What you were afraid to give up, I gave it up. And earned enough to help you out. That's tragic. But someone had to do it.
So I purposely took this tragic path where it unveils the more tragic aspects of it. But certain aspects of it I always saw coming. But the actual details of it I can say now. What I refer to what I'm going through now from the very beginning when I started as Chad Films, 2010, 2011, it was called Rich Sad. I mentioned it on random footage. Rich Sad. Rich Sad. When you get rich, you're sad. Because you're the only one that's rich now. That's what I've been going through. I'm about to be the first person I know to touch a billion dollars. Holy shit. You know? It's rich sad. Everyone's gonna be clawing for me now. They judge me over money. I won. I'm the winner. And now they're looking at me for loans. That they're never intending to pay back. You know? Like... These people who never got where I got, they're going to justify why they never got where I got by still acting the same fucking way. And they're going to be like, you changed. And I'm going to be like, I changed so much I achieved everything I wanted. Except you're not talking stupid to me. You're still doing the same shit. You were talking stupid to me before I had a billion... Now you're still talking stupid. How much fucking money do you want, man? It's about to be a real short conversation. I got a rhyme for your ass. I came up with this rhyme in New York between 2018 and 2019. Money on sight ends the fight. Name your price and take the hike. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, what's your price? This is about to be the last conversation you have with me for a very long time. And depending on what I fucking send you, it's going to be a very fucking long time. Because I'm going to expect you not to fuck the money up. So if you call me again after this conversation, nigga, I'm going to have to assume you fucked the money up. So name your price and don't fuck the money up, nigga. We better test your earning power right now. How many favors do you fucking need? How much do you fucking need right now? You know what I'm saying? Like real shit. I don't have time for this shit. About to cuss your ass out, send a bunch of money to you and fucking light a blunt. And figure out how many blunts it takes to get you off my fucking mind. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm a dickhead, but I'm not an asshole. I still helped you, but damn it. You knew how I felt about it. Motherfucker. I didn't feel anything about helping you. But about you, how much you helped me to get to this point, whether or not you helped me, you helped me a lot. How about that? I'm a dickhead. I always find a way to be nice about it. But I'll let you know. She called me for a reason, nigga. Clearly no one else is willing to help your ass. I'm the last fucking straw. If that's the case, then just tell me. Just damn it, Jack, you're my last you're my you're my last chance. Because you're a dickhead. That's why. I'm your last fucking chance, man. So what do you need? So I could roll this weed. If I was in your face, I roll this weed in your fucking face. I smoke it in your house. What the fuck are you gonna say? I'll go I'll step outside if it's a fucking issue. I'm gonna Nigga, that's how I'm going to deal with people from my past. I'm going to be rolling weed up in your face. Can I light this in here? Yeah, 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 sure. Go ahead. Honey, 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 shut up. You, honey, take this briefcase upstairs. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Put the kids in bed. Close the door. You know, if we got to step outside and talk, hope it's not snowing, nigga. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to ask you, like, can I light this blunt up inside here? And they be like, yeah, 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 go ahead. You know what I'm saying? Like, you was the same nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even smoke this shit on your front lawn. <laughs> now you don't care. <laughs> it's all funny to me. That's how I'm going to deal with it. I'm going to be rolling weed up in your face. Because I can't trust you to roll it for me. You'll lace the shit. So I got to roll my own fucking weed. Can't even trust you to roll the shit. 
Got a briefcase full of money in the fucking corner. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna roll this shit the whole time we're talking. You know, hold on, let me look this shit. You know what I'm saying? All right, let me grab the pen. I'll be right down some more. Now. I got to calculate. You know, we doing all this at the same time. You know, Chad wrote 10 blunts when he was with me. He was like, you want stressful, motherfucker? <laughs> this nigga wrote 10 blunts. <laughs> he just lit them all. You know what I'm saying? He just kept going. He just kept going. Fuck it. Whatever questions you want, fuck it. <laughs> Well, fuck it. I answer them in between action. Just fuck it, man. You know what I'm saying? It's just. This is how my mother raised me. You know, to just be nice no matter what. If I gotta roll the weed up in your face, fuck it. This is what it came to, nigga. Do you have a problem? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just not within the negotiations. You know? It's just not within this perimeter. You know? I'm about to help you leave all your rugrats. Some rugs, motherfucker. Real shit. Your rugrats need rugs, nigga. You know? You can't have a rugrat without rugs. Nigga, then they just rats, nigga. You need rugs. You know what I'm saying? I got you. We got rugs, nigga. That's what I'm saying as I'm lighting the blunt. We got rugs. We playing music. We chilling. It's all about the vibe, nigga. It's all I was trying to tell you this when I was 18. It's all about the vibe, damn it. Give me a newspaper so I can roll it up and throw it at you. You know, damn it, nigga. There's a lot of money on the fucking table. Think it was easy? It was not easy. I had to lose everything I didn't want to lose, motherfucker. You know? And whatever I didn't give up, it just prolonged the process, motherfucker. You know? You know? You know? Nigga? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What else you want me to say? You thought this shit was easy? It's not easy. I make it look easy. Because that's charming, nigga. I'm being nice about it. It wasn't easy. You don't want to know what it took to get. <laughs> it took a lot of staring at an empty fridge for a year. Drinking ice cold tap water in New York. And judging it between ice cold tap water in Georgia, nigga. And concluding that you were better off with the tap water you had. In New York, nigga. So, tap water in Georgia is horrible. Couldn't do it. You know, went to New York, drank frozen tap water for years, nigga. For years, looking at an empty fridge. You know? Just, you know? What do you want me to say? I didn't have access to my pay card for an entire year. That's just isolating one year, not even going into the other years and just speculating. Nah, I could say the whole time period, I pretty much didn't have access to my money. There was a time period in New York, i say maybe like a one-year period in New York, where I was, was really supposed to just be throwing money into my holdings because that was going to be the only year in New York, the only few-month period where I had my card. But there was the majority of the time I was in New York, I didn't even have my card. Because I was really, like, relying on other people. I was away from family. So the few people that were helping me, it was like, fuck it, whatever, man. I don't have any other fucking option. It's like, these motherfuckers think I'm trying to play with money. So just hold a fucking car. I'm not playing with the money. Fuck you. You're the one playing with the money. You're the fucking criminal. You're the one that went to prison. Fuck you. Trying to play your mind games. Like, I'm the fuck. Listen here, nigga. I've been paying taxes for all the dollars I earned ever since I earned a dollar. Go fuck yourself, all right? When you were 30, you were in prison. I'm 30 now. I'm not in prison. Go fuck yourself, all right? If you feel like collecting blood dollars, more blood dollars than I collected, makes you better than me, go fuck yourself. Let God, let God judge the criminals. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not here to judge you, but all the dollars you touch is blood money. You're a scoundrel. God would deal with you. You, your brain... You're no Albert Einstein, you're no Steve Jobs. You're not even a Bernie Madoff. How about that? If I just compare you all to blue-collar and white-collar criminals, you're not even on their level of ascertainment. You're a worse scumbag. They stole other people's money. You sold people's mother's crack cocaine. You're worse. You did nothing better. 
You're the fucking same. They feel like they're better than you because they didn't fucking do that shit. They just took people's fucking money. You know what I'm saying? They just lied to a bunch of people about where their money was going. You kept it 100 and made your blood money. You 100. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, whatever. I don't have time for that shit. I want to get into politics. You niggas can't even fucking vote. You can't even help me get into office. You would have to help me another way. I would have to use my brain creatively to figure out another way you could help me other than the simplest way, which would be to vote me in the office. You can't even vote for me. So why I care what you think, it doesn't even matter. As far as the vote's concerned. But I'd still be nice about it. I got stuff that could help you. But realize that the trajectory that I set myself on from the age of 15 was a better trajectory than what you sent yourself on from the age of 15. You brag about being in the dope game since you were 13. Well, I made my first film when I was 12, so I'm more advanced than you twice. I figured out the right path even sooner than you took the only path you felt you could take. Alright? You're extremely more underprivileged than my form of thinking. But I understand that comes from the privilege of having people around me at those young ages that could instill that in me. So, I don't apologize for what got instilled in me, but I realized that it did get instilled in me by those who cared, so I must therefore continue to care about those who didn't get that instilled in them. So, to further my point, I feel bad for you niggas who talked down to me. My mother and father were both teachers. Go fuck yourselves, okay? Because that's what your parents taught you, was to go fuck yourselves. That was the best they could tell you. You know what? Just get out of my face and go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself over with your own actions. My mother was a teacher. My mind is extremely privileged. She got the benefit of seeing you niggas in class and feeling bad coming home. And I had to see that all of my life. Her raising you niggas and just coming home like, damn. The parents aren't helping at all. You know what I'm saying? My mother represents the same people who raised you niggas because your parents weren't raising you. They left it all up to school. But my mom being a teacher, she didn't leave it up to my teachers to teach me shit. That's why I got accepted into gifted classes because I came into the class with a gifted mind. My mother bought Christmas presents for me. She bought toys. She bought games. She bought all the other shit your parents bought for you. But at the same time, she tricked me by putting the emphasis more on the books that she bought for me than the toys. She convinced me at an early age that there was something exciting about learning new information. She purposely went out of her way to put an emphasis on, look, Chad, a book. Knowing good and damn well this is what I have to do to make this nigga interested in reading. I have to just psych him out into thinking there's something great in this fucking book. And there was. So, I have love for all you niggas and I'm not taking any of your shit and you're not going to take any of mine either. So, I'm the one that's willing to help you. I'm the one that's sharing the power that I'm accumulating while I'm accumulating it. So, while that adds to your doubt because you don't see the, the power accumulated... That just shows you have no fucking vision and that's why I'm here to help you. You know what I'm saying? So don't look down on me like I'm helpless because I could look down on you like you're helpless. You're the criminal, I'm not. Check your fucking self. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. If it applies. If it doesn't, check your fucking fly. If your dickhead's not out, stop being a dickhead. You know, so... That's all. So I'm going to eat, chill. I just want to depressurize my mind. There's a lot of stuff going on. So don't take anything I'm saying personal unless it's helping you. If it's not helping you, nigga, I don't know you. I wasn't here when I said it. You weren't here when I said it. I was here when I said it. You weren't here when I said it. My bad. I was here when I said that, nigga. Now, we're just chilling. Drinking two beers. We're just vibing. We just want to vibe with ourselves. 
We're just going through a tough time inside, and at the same time, we're not letting that affect our helping the world grow into the future. And, you know, I just want to be seen as a legend in my time because of the contributions I made to humankind. That's all. I wanted to make a contribution to humankind so I could justify feeling like I would die a legend and be remembered as a legend because I did something legendary. That's all. It was a sacrifice. Doing something legendary takes legendary sacrifices you have to make that the average person wouldn't make. That's what makes it a legend. It's not just because of what I did, but it's what I had to do to even do that. What I had to give up to do that. So everything I did that would be considered great, it was just a culmination of everything I gave up to do that. And that's why I want to be great, because I gave up so much to do that. I'm 30 years old. In the last 10 years, I can't tell you about any relationships I've been in with a female as far as like a full romantic relationship. You know, I've had sex like less than five times these last 13 years, you know, since graduating high school. And I, I can count them on one hand. And I can count the like total amount of people I've had sex with, women I've had sex with, two hands. And, you know, I, I want to retain that. You know, it's already getting out of hand. Like, it's getting, you know, I'm about to run out of hands, nigga. So I better calm down. I'm only 30. I may end up smashing a lot of other women. Most likely, if I live long enough, you know, that was the whole thing. I was just saving it for later age. Like, I just realized the age period I was in was not the age period to be chasing pussy. Hell nah, nigga. Make a billion dollars pussy chasing you. And you just snatch it up when you want. Like, you always have a line of girls that just want to smash you just because they want to smash someone with power. And it's like, you know... Break them off, give them some power, you know, put them on a team, you know what I'm saying? And just, as far as that phase goes, that was, that's you're going to have to do that kind of soon because you're going to get into politics soon. So, you're going to have to get all your sexual, all that shit you've been repressing for the last 10 years, you're going to have to get it out a little bit. And then, from there, it'll neutralize everything. It was like, well... When he was getting the power, he wasn't smashing. He got the power, smashed a little bit, and then got married, you know. Sold his royal oats, whatever, whatever, you know what I'm saying? And just, you know, did what I was supposed to do. I went for the power first. Got a little bit of pussy after that. Got a lot of power, so I get pussy when I want. Curtail that off in a time frame so it doesn't get out of hand. Because it can get out of hand with that. And so, just have a team of girls you smash, and that's it. They all paid, they all good. You smash them and have your babies from that and you know, get married, have a baby. You know, you you'll filter it all out then, but you know, you make the money, enjoy it a little bit. After that you start figuring out like have a baby. Like that's what you care about more. You so have sex a little bit before you have the baby and then find a chick, had a baby with her. You know, so, so then you know you're good, you got an heir. Now it's like, okay, everything is Gucci. You made the money, you die, your kid's good. And they got your legacy just thrown on their shoulders, so their life's going to be just... Everything that you went through, man, they might go through some of that shit, but it's going to be in a brighter environment. You know what I'm saying? They're going to have longer periods of brighter environments. They're going to have the brightest environment. They're going to live your dream. They get to live their dream. They get to figure out their dream inside of living out your dream. You know, like... You know what I'm saying? Your dad wasn't around, he didn't leave you shit. So... If you're not around them because you're dead, at least you would have left them a lot of shit. And then it's like, damn. This thing that left me is life's work. You know, I don't... I don't think I didn't love you, dickhead. I left you everything I fucking own. Shut up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, my dad left me. He was still alive. He didn't leave me anything. You know, and by the time he died, probably had a million dollars already. You know what I'm saying? So, like, my dad did the least he could fucking do and was still alive the whole time. And then at some point, he maybe realized that he could do more and try it. You know what I'm saying? But by that time, I was 30 years old. I had to spend my whole life getting over the fact that you were not there and did not want anything to do with me. 
So now you want him to come back. It's just his mind game. But I don't have time for it. I spent my whole life getting over you, dude. You didn't want anything to do with me for 30 fucking years. From the last time Saturn was in Capricorn to this time where Saturn's in Capricorn, now you want to come back? Come on. So then you leave again and, and don't come back until the next time Saturn's in Capricorn when I'm 60 and you're dead? Or, or that's when you die? Or, or, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, damn, dude. You're a real dickhead. You know what I'm saying? Like, like a real dickhead. You're a borderline asshole. Like, like, I literally, I can't even tell people about the impact you had on my life by not being there because they didn't have their dads there either, so it's more like, just get over it. All right, so that's the popular consensus. I have to get over the fact that you're not in my life and you don't want to be in my life. And I have to accept that. You do not want to be in my life. Then you want to come back around and pretend like you want to be in my life. You're getting older and you're dying. And then you're going through those regrets. The same regrets I might end up going through when I get older. Especially if you're already dead by then. And then it's like, you know, I'll end up. So it's having to figure all that out right now, real fast. And make a trade decision. So I just choose to forgive my dad. And just realize that, you know, he wasn't supportive in my dream when I was 20. So if he would have stayed in my life from 7, he would have did the same thing. As far as time shows, he did it when I was 20 and he wasn't around. I think he still had the nerve to talk shit. And then, if he didn't leave, he would have still talked shit. Because he did it 20 years later even after leaving. So, he still wasn't supportive after he left me. He left me abandoned, dude. It doesn't matter what you think of what I want to do with my life. You weren't there to influence it in the way you wanted to, obviously. You know what I'm saying? Well, at least I didn't become what you wanted me to be. Look at you. Where the fuck are you at? What do you want to do? You had a house when you were with my mom. You never had a house after that. Lived in apartments after that forever. Never got a house again. Didn't even come up. You know, divorced and lost everything. The fuck's your problem? Was it worth it? The side pussy? You know what I'm saying? Like I have to be so nice to you. And then like you had a stroke in your brain so like you're crippled. So it's like I have to literally be nice to my crippled father. Like you left me crippled too. You crippled us first. That cripple, that was the karma. You crippled your children. That's what we don't want to admit. You crippled us. And we spent our whole life trying to like get rid of that deformity. Of all those memories and not having a father who cared about you. But then the father says he cares about you. It's a fucking pimp. But you can hear it in my voice. I'm not angry. I have to accept like that's really how I felt. That's really what happened. That's how I felt about what happened. It's like, what do you want me to do? And I'm supposed to have a kid and let, let them call you Poppy? Like, you don't get to pick that nickname. Not that fucking nickname. You weren't my fucking Poppy. You know what I'm saying? Fuck's your problem? I tell this nigga to call you David. You know? Then you feel some kind of way. You call that nigga Sam. You know? Call him Wham Bam Thank You Ma'am. Just... Call him whatever you want to call him. Call him Mr. Penny. Call him Cheap Cheap. Call him whatever the fuck you want to call him. You know what I'm saying? Call that nigga Mr. Mister. Call him Grandpa Dr. Seuss, nigga. You talking to a fucking fictional character right now, man. This is a dream character. This is my dad. He's fucking crazy. You know... And he'll tell you all these funny stories about me when I was a kid. And you'll notice he only got five stories to fucking tell you. you notice he tell you the same five fucking stories every time. Because he was only around for five years, nigga. By year seven, he was gone. And it's like, nigga, I didn't leave you. How old are you? I'm eight. All right, nigga. 
I've been with you longer than my dad was with me. So that's why I use him as a fucking example. This nigga wasn't here for me. I'm here for you. So don't you listen to what other motherfuckers tell you. You know what I'm saying? I'm showing you the nigga who wasn't here for me. When I was younger than you, I'm still here for you, nigga. So I learned from him. So you better learn from me and get better. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to smack him as I'm telling him that shit. Real shit. You get this through your head, nigga. Like, I'm the one that fucking cares about you. This nigga is trying to tell you to call him Poppy. He wasn't even there for me. And I was slapping him. Make him laugh and shit. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just, you know, no hard feelings. But that's just what it is, nigga. I'm about to walk through this bitch blind. I see what it is. I'm Niggas get mad when I call it how I see it. Right, Chad, that's not how it is. I see the future. Fuck what you talking about. I don't give a fuck. When I say this shit, I mean this shit. You hear the conviction of my voice? I don't sound like I'm making this shit up, do I? I sound like I really believe it. You want to call it crazy. All right. I'll be calling you crazy in the future, nigga. All right. Just so you know, I'm going to let you have it. You try to backtrack on this rabbit, nigga. Nah, nah, that's the rabbit you were chasing, nigga. Come to find out rabbit had a gun tuck, nigga. Took your ass around the corner, nigga. Popped your dome. You know? Want some shaft shit. Yeah. You see how I just spilled that out? I don't think about that movie, Shaft. Yeah, he didn't pop him in the dome, but he popped his ass in the dome. <laughs> so I, I just want to get to this point where I was full on vibing. I got to pee. Two beers gotta come out. I'ma eat. I'ma chill. Watch some Kobe. You know what I'm saying? Kobe. Like I've been training all year on Kobe. The real shit. R.I.P. to the Black Mamba, the Black Gigi. You know what I'm saying? Mamba Sita. And uh, I just, I've been, I've been binging on Kobe all year, bro. So that's why I'm so intense with this shit. I'm like, yo, I got Kobe flowing through my veins right now, bro. All I do is watch Kobe all day. It's just more like I get sick of his voice and shit a little bit. I'm like, damn, I've been hearing this voice all year, and it's just like this omnipresent, you know, it's, it's this muse that's always there. He's not present, but the message is omnipresent, so i like, just be you, you know, just be you, just, I'll do it for free, it's just Kobe fucking Bryant. So we're about to stop recording, thank you all for listening. I feel better, that's all that matters. We've been recording for an hour, I didn't even need a full hour and a half to feel better.